Okay, I've, I've got a loud voice. I've got four children, so uh, if I get too loud, lean back. If I'm too quiet, lean forward. We'll, we'll work it out. But so good to be here this morning with you. I want to say thank you to Brother Mark and to leadership for allowing me the opportunity to share God's Word with you this morning. As we uh, start out, uh, I'm going to share about a young couple that were you know, sitting together, getting ready to have their Thanksgiving meal, but their meal was in doubt. They had decided to go on diet, and so everything that was supposedly good had been you know, traded out with the alternative uh, healthy things. Uh, if you know what tofu is and kale and all that, even the uh, cranberries had been traded out with uh, pickled beets. So, so uh, you know, the husband grabbed his, his wife's hand and, and he said, you know, sweetheart, you say the prayer. And she said, why? You usually say the prayer. And he said, well, if I try to give thanks for this, the Lord's going to know I'm lying. You know, as they say, it's probably better not to try to diet doing, uh, you know, holiday meals. But after a holiday meal, a husband was standing there on the scale, and he was sucking in his gut. And his wife said, you know that's not going to do any good, right? And he said, yes, it is. I can see the numbers this way. <laughs> as we know, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And uh, with it, you know, all this comes, this, these blessings that we are reminded of, that being able to celebrate and to think about all of the great things that God continues to do in our lives. And with Thanksgiving comes that day we stuff the turkey, turkey and then we stuff, stuff ourselves, right? But, you know, before it included surviving the p- political views of relatives, football, and feasting, Thanksgiving was all about giving thanks, showing appreciation, especially in praying to God and saying thank you. Which is, I think, very fitting for us as people of faith, isn't it? Thanksgiving for us is a daily response to glorify God for all, for who He is and for what He has done. Thanksgiving for us is a daily response to glorify God for who He is and for what He has done. There's a psalmist who wrote in Psalm 69, verse 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with, church, thanksgiving. The Apostle Paul wrote, as we heard Brother Dan just read for us, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Redemption, grace, forgiveness, mercy, all of those blessings that we have received, everything which means what? All blessings through Christ Jesus our Lord. God is worthy of our glory. God is worthy of our glory. Let's be thankful God is good. Let's be thankful God is good. The passage of Scripture that many of us know very well is Psalms 118, verse 24. Psalms 118, verse 24, which reads, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us, what church? Rejoice and be what? Glad in it. God is good. Now, 
here is the real question. What day is not made by the Lord? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But what day is not made by the Lord? Is there a good reason then to not give God a praise, not to give him appreciation? Is there a good reason in any day not to say, thank you, Lord? And I often marvel uh, during this time of year, uh, you know, when you look on social media, the blogs and different things that, you know, people share about what they're thankful of, usually coming up to Thanksgiving, you know, they're starting to write. And there's no criticism there. I think they're, they're wonderful to be able to kind of express what we are, you know, thankful over. But the real challenge is to 365 it. To do it every single day, not just leading up to an event. To express our genuine praise and thanksgiving for what God is doing in our lives each and every single day. Is God just the God of, of yesterday and today? Is he just the God of yesterday and today? Is he not also the God of tomorrow and every single day after? Okay, church, uh, the sermon will go faster if you, you communicate with me, if you say amen or something along the way. It will seem like it goes faster. I won't promise it will go faster. <laughs> Our Lord, he is the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. He is the God that existed before all time, and he will be the God that will continue to exist when all days are no more. God is God absolutely, and God is God absolutely always. Our Lord is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 13, verse 6. You can follow along with my outline. When we say that God is, is good all the time, it has to mean more than just a quote or some kind of bumper sticker slogan. God is good. This is our truth and our reality. Amen, church. This is our truth and our reality. God is good. James 1.17 Begin your day with gratitude and end your day with thanks. Begin your day with gratitude and end your day with thanks. Why? Because the day does not determine God. God determines what, church? The day. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Romans chapter 8, verse 18, he says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. God is good, and there's always a better day in him. As one song expresses, what a day it will be when my Jesus I shall see. Another hymn shares these words, because he lives, I can face tomorrow, and life is indeed worth the living just because he lives. Thanksgiving to God should be a daily response to the goodness of God. Again, follow along with our outline. Thanksgiving to God should be a daily response to the goodness of God. 
because God is good, we will always have a reason to be thankful. Amen, church. Let's be thankful. If you haven't guessed, that's what my sermon is entitled. Let's be thankful. God is good, and we belong to Him. (laughs) Amen. In Charles Schultz, uh, Peanuts, Snoopy, the famous uh, uh, cartoon character, is getting uh, dog food on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, he's looking at his dinner, and it's not, you know, very appetizing. And he recognizes that, you know, during this time, the family is probably inside. Everyone is enjoying Thanksgiving. And he thanks to himself. How about that? Everyone is eating turkey today, but just because I'm a dog... I get dog food. He trots away and positions himself on top of his doghouse and concludes, of course, it might have been worse. I could have been born a turkey. (laughs) Well, many take this uh, circumstantial point of view about life to feel better. It could be worse. They, They express thoughts like, well, it could be worse, just as, you know, just, some just take really a negative view. Some of you may recall me sharing about a a friend, a missionary friend of mine, who every time you'd ask him, how are you doing, you know, you'd come up, talk to him, he kind of reminded you of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. You know, I'd be like, well, you know, uh, uh, how are you doing? He said, I'm alive, I guess. (laughs) Were you doing okay? Everything all right? I ain't dead yet. Kind of became difficult to ask him, how are you doing? You know, there's more to life than having a pulse. It it, it can always be worse, but our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord, and our hearts and our minds are focused on what he can do in making it all better. As we read in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Right? Where God, where Christ is, is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You know, we're not made for this place. It was John Lennon who said, life is what happens, in a song, he said, life is what happens when you're making plans. You know, none of us are going to get out of this world alive. Not without Christ. Our stance is in the Lord, not what church? Circumstance. Our stance is in the Lord not circumstance. Can you complete this thought with me? We are in the world, but not of the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. Okay, we recognize this. Uh, You know, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there who will transform our our bodies to be like His glorious bodies. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21. There's a meme, a, a picture with a you know, caption I like that has this cat. 
me back up here. Well, let's back up. There, we're fine. Go back. We're good. <laughs> the Christian's focus is on the reality that we belong to God. The Christian's focus is on the reality that we belong to God. Now about that meme. <laughs> There's a meme I like that uh, you know, shows this cat. As you see, he's, he's, looking, <laughs> he's looking at the gate fence here, and it says, if you only focus on the problem, you might miss the easy solution. That's pretty true with life. Sometimes we, 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 we start looking at the size of our problems, we start looking at our problems, and as a result, we, we get trapped in it. Well, the truth of the matter is God is so much greater than any problem that we'll ever face. We need to stop focusing on the problems or the issues and start focusing on God. We are truly free in our Lord Christ Jesus. He always provides. God provides for those who are His. The psalmist writes in, in, in Psalm 37, verse 25. King David writes in Psalms 37, verse 25. I was young, and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the, the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. We do well to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding, but to acknowledge him that he'll make our paths straight. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. We also do well to dwell on the Lord's blessings. We do well to dwell on God's blessings. Psalms 84, verse 12. Again, you'll follow along with our outline. You'll see there. You know, there was this retired boxer who was, you know, he had anxiety, he was having difficulty sleeping. And uh, so he decided to go to his, his, you know, doctor to, you know, to get some help. And the doctor decided to talk about some common mythology. He said, you know, have you ever counted sheep to help you sleep? And he said, yeah, I try that, you know, all the time. But every time I get to nine, I stand up right in the bed. Some of you get it. There we go. Don't let that one knock you out. There we go. You know, the easiest way to sleep is not to count sheep. It's to count God's blessings in your life. We don't have to count sheep when you can count on being God's sheep in his pasture. The psalmist writes in Psalmist 95, verses uh, you know, 1 through 7a, the first part there, but we'll start here, verses 1 through 4. He said, come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and with song and, and install him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. As we continue on. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under 
his care. We are the flock under his care. And who is he, the good shepherd, who watches over our souls, who blesses us with every spiritual blessing in Christ? Go back to Ephesians 1.3. This understanding is ours. But some of you may say, you know, you don't understand. I've got problems. You don't have to tell us that. You want to see what I mean? All right, tell you what. Turn to the person next to you. Go ahead. You looking at the person next to you? Okay. Repeat after me. Guess what? You have problems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now tell them this. Guess what? You got to look at your neighbor. Guess what? I have problems. You see? We all have problems. And that's okay. That's okay. Now, instead of us talking about, you know, where I have problems and things like this, turn to your neighbor and tell them this. You ready? Guess what? I am blessed. Guess what? I'm blessed. Because if you are in Christ Jesus, you truly are. Amen. You are blessed. Thanks be to the Lord that our greatest problems are never equal to him who is always, always our greatest solution. Our Lord never lets go of those who belong to him. Psalms 94, 14. And our Lord said in, in John chapter 16, uh, verse 33b there, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. What did he say? I have overcome the world. And then, you know, Paul, he tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 31, what then shall we say then, if God is with us, who can be against us? And then he says, and, and he, he sums it up, he, he really brings it to point in, in verse 37 of chapter 8. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than what, church? Conquerors through him who what? loved us. Let's be thankful. God is good, and we belong to him, so give God the glory. It was Thanksgiving, and the meal, this young teenager was excited about having that Thanksgiving meal, but then his, his hopes turned into gloom when he discovered that his older sister was helping to cook. And sure enough, the turkey turned into a burnt offering. <laughs> Seeing his disappointment on his face, his dad decided to say, son, you lead the opening Thanksgiving prayer for us. And the son responded, dad, let's pray afterwards. And he said, you know we pray before. I said, I know, but if we survive this, then we should give thanks. <laughs> you know, all joking aside, 
on any occasion, on any occasion, at any time, we can and should give thanks to God. Christian thanksgiving is really giving God glory for who He is, for what He has done, and what He continues to do in our lives. Christian thanksgiving is an understanding about giving God glory. Our circumstances in life may not be praiseworthy, but God certainly is. In time of adversity, the psalmist wrote in Psalms uh, 42, verses 4 through 6a, he said, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with, with the multitude leading the procession to the house of God. With shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Uh, why are you downcast? Oh, 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 my soul, why so disturbed? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. You see, the writer here uh, in this psalm, he had allowed the adversity of life to interrupt his, his praise. It allowed him to interrupt his, his attempts to give, give God glory. Stop this thanksgiving to God. He had to remind himself that he need not despair because God was with him. It is hard to overcome in this life alone. But we are not alone. It is hard to overcome. Some things are just not right. I had this uh, uh, roommate in, in uh, college, among uh, uh, other annoying things, had the bad habit of using my deodorant. It really was the pits. <laughs> Some things just are not right. Needless to say, I had to find a new roommate who understood boundaries. And it's so hard to remain pure and holy in this world that doesn't understand boundaries that's often in our face, often in our ears. Things are not right. Evil is prevalent in this world. And we're very tempted to feel the weight of that despair. We need to look for constant reminders of God's goodness, His presence, because God always is God. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what does he say, church? Think about such things. I said to you years ago in a sermon that when you enter through the garden of life, be sure to smell the flowers and not the fertilizer. They both are there. It's easy to look at what is wrong with life, but if you are in the Lord, you have already found what is right and what is good. You've already found it. Why look away from Him? We wouldn't have a testimony if we didn't go through tests, but we must trust that God is not going to allow us to go through a test that he has not already equipped us to pass. The truth is throughout Scripture, if you look, 
God loves to rescue and deliver those who are his. He is an awesome God. Even our salvation is is a credit to his glory. Our circumstances in life may not be praiseworthy, but God certainly is. You know, Paul writes in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. He says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, joy is the exhilaration the soul feels knowing that it is saved in Christ Jesus. And when we give thanksgiving, it is an outlet, it is an expression of the soul that acknowledges that it is saved in the Lord. Our prayer life, it shows our resilience, it shows our reliance on God and our closeness with Him. That's why we can have you know, this, this prayer of joy and this prayer of, of, of you know, understanding to pray continually because we're close with God. We have this joy, joyful, prayerful, and thankful. Our thanksgiving points to what we think about God. God wants us to be thankful. It is His will for us to be joyful, prayerful, continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances. These are constant reminders of God's goodness. And He sustains even the sinful, depraved world because of His goodness. The key, Paul writes, is in verse 18. He says, this is for God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for you to be joyful, prayerful, and thankful. Sometimes I think, I I can't do it. Then I turn over to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. One of the most convicting passages of Scripture for me. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. All of a sudden, my excuses start getting removed. See, it's God's will. He will provide. He will enable. Can I be joyful always? Is God my God? Can I be prayerful? Can I continue to communicate with my Lord? Can I give Him thanksgiving? God is what church? Good. Someone once said, That God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. We rejoice knowing that God is our God. We rejoice knowing that we belong to Him and we thank Him. We want to give Him glory. So repeat after me, church, as we come to a close. Let's be, let's change slide if we would, please. Let's be thankful. God is good and we belong to Him. So give God the glory. I close with this. God loves you. We love you. I love you. And that's the way it's going to be. It'll be a blessing to you, please. Let us know.